Good afternoon, everybody. This is Holiday Kirk calling to you all from Los Angeles. This is the New Metal Agenda. Uh, I have with me my beloved co-host and producer, Wolf. Sir Lee Sir Lupine, Wolf Rambats. Today we're going to be addressing some allegations with the band Sheen. Knock me out before I get a chance to speak. I don't trust myself to write the way I ought to be. I got things up in my head that you don't want to hear. me this unseen. It's a grim one for us, but it's time to get this out of the way for the sake of their fans, for the sake of us, for the sake of everyone in this community. Cheem, if you'd like to all introduce yourselves before we get right to it. Hi, uh, I'm Sam, and I am one of the two lead vocalists. The other one is Sky, and almost kind of like the brainchild of the band, who for some reason is not here. Uh, I sent him <laughs> text messages, and he's um, left me on red. For those unaware, Sky is currently hiking. If Sky can hop on later, he will. Otherwise, he may not. Yeah. All right. So, hello, I'm Nate. Oh, I play the bass. How many That's strings me. are on that bass? Um, five. This is important. Let's keep the that only in correct answer. Keep that in consideration. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Sean. I play drums and I also play Elden Ring. Woo! And finally, we have our wheel man, <laughs> Gabe, who is calling, <laughs> who is on what looks to be a cross country killing spree of some sort and is dropping off his manifesto in the Zoom with us today. Gabe, do you want to introduce yourself? That's correct. Yeah, I'm Gabe. I play the six-string guitar, and I also play some piano, which is what I'm about to do. Now, Gene, let's just get right to it. Recently, uh, I'm sure you guys have been seeing the rumors floating around on the internet. So I wanted to get I want to get as many of the Cheemsters in the room at once to, to address this once and for all. I, I'm, I'm sure you guys are all aware of the... Uh, <clears throat> The emo band allegations. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I just wanted to give you guys a platform to clear the air. You know, just issue a, a maybe a blanket denial of the emo band pop punk allegations here once and for all. Well, I can, I can at least explain why we received these allegations. And I would prefer you deny them first. All right. All right. Denied. Denied. Team, team not emo. Team not emo confirmed. Team is not emo. Confirmed. Unequivocally deny these allegations. Team not emo 2022. So if you guys could just elaborate on this a little bit, though, where did these allegations come from and what does Sky have to do with it while he's on his camping trip? Gladly. So it all started when we formed the bands back in the mid 2010s. It was kind of like a Taking Back Sunday ripoff. So unfortunately, there is some influence from pop punk and emo. And obviously, a lot, all of us have that listening experience of pop punk and emo and and I am uh, compared to almost every day to Brandon Yuri and um, who's the other one? Patrick Stump. <laughs> <laughs> I chimed in, but um, that's not helping your case at all. Well, why would you? Why would you bust that out? We gotta cut that. Can we cut that out? Why would you bust out a perfect impression like that? My God, my God, that's just, that's, Jesus, man! That's trying to Sam's, help you. That's Sam's normal singing voice. That's like his default voice, though. Yeah, <laughs> default me. So, okay, but on a serious note, I mean, the influence is certainly there. There's no point in not being like that. And we're, we're we are convening today about the very highly acclaimed and esteemed Cheem record, "Guilty Pleasure," which came out. How long ago did that come out? July. July came July. out in July. July 22nd, last week July. I think the reception's been very positive so far. Have we quit any day jobs yet? I love my day job. I, let me just no. say. <laughs> I'm not. On my way. Gabe really hasn't. Gabe is driving to his day job. <laughs> his night job. Pretty much. 
it's it's my night job. It's my weekend job. It's it's the job that makes me miss Gene Gigs, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, emo influences aside, we've definitely chatted this through. Go ahead and walk me through some of those influences for that record. For Guilty Pleasure, it's really all over the place. I think all of us kind of bring our own taste into the the album. Like, for obviously, Sky is the biggest new metal stand out of all of us. Although we all genuinely appreciate uh, new metals. Uh, so, like, especially uh, bands like, I guess, like Limp Biscuit. I'm just thinking of like what we listened to right after Team TV. I have this very yeah. clear memory of listening to like, all of Limp Biscuit's discography with Sky and be like, okay, yeah, I, I want to do that. <laughs> and then um, 311, definitely. 311 is highly up there. And that's just kind of something everyone in the band has got a taste of, it, at least at this time. Thanks, Sky, for that. Yeah. So uh, I, you said, now you said, now you said you started listening to that stuff after Cheem TV. Was there like, did you want to pivot away from the music you had been making? No, I, I want to say, like, I, we never like go into it trying to sound like a particular band. Like, Sky more so just wants to write whatever he feels like writing and write stuff that he thinks is just cool and fun. And I feel like that is just his his ethos behind everything. Like, wouldn't it be sick if we did this and we just don't give a fuck like what people are going to think? Like, but we never I, like, I never hear Sky go, oh, let's, like, let's write a part that sounds like 311. That's always more so like after the fact. We kind of are like, oh, that sounds like 311 riff. But the influence is there. Nate, I feel like it's a really quick way to, to get away from some of the uh, more unsavory emo pop punk allegations than to just say this. The guy plays a five string bass. Where did the five string bass come about? Honestly, I don't know. It was kind of like the first thing I started with. I didn't start with a four string at all. I listened to a lot of like jazz and Primus, which is like night and day difference. But um, growing up in like a jazzy household, I liked being able to play like low but then i also wanted to like slap the bass like less playful so yeah i kind of like just learned everything on a five string first and made pretty much everything just a lot easier even going to four string because i still play four string sometimes but i'm definitely a five string guy and have you been in the band since 2016 no i joined the band in 2019 my first gig was almost down the street from my childhood home which was really funny and it like turned out that like what Sam lived there for and a Gabe. good while. Yeah, and yeah, a cool like circle. Gabe, did you have something to add there? <laughs> for those for those that are just listening along, I'd just like to say Gabe is literally driving somewhere right now. He is on <laughs> he's on the phone and on the move at the same time. Sky has not been able to make it to this maybe yet. It's possible yeah. that Gabe is chasing him down. It's it's unclear at the moment. <laughs> But yeah, he's Gabe, in the, the New York Metro, so he's, he's on his on way. Pursuit. Gabe, were you were you gonna say Let's something? Though? Oh no! No, no, we can clean that up. We can clean that up. Really? No. <laughs> Wait, say that again. Say that again, Gabe. Sound like a, a robot. Oh, is the first now? If I'm looking at this correctly. My man's over here. Wolf put together a little research, and I I really appreciate him for that. Silent cartographer up there. Is the first official team release making a planet? God damn it. Uh, no. Wolf. Yes, it is. It well, is or we want we we're saying it is. What is it? Um, so the team was a band even before I was in it. It was when Gabe and Sky were in high school, and there's this one EP that I listed as private that no one has access to. 
I'm, and I don't want to share. And it. today is the day. Come on. Oh, come on. Oh, I I, my only request is you listen to it after this meeting. No, I'm not going to listen to it during the meeting. After, after. <laughs> I'm going to pull it up right here. God damn it. Uh, Don't cheat fans have that in their iTunes library? Yeah, people definitely do. I, 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 the first things I ever recorded and mixed, actually. It, it was like my like my stepping stone. Look at you now. Yeah. Exactly. Look, Look at you now stuff. with your own like, car. Sitting in traffic on the frogs neck. All right. So making a planet, making, there's a secret Cheem debut. What's the what's the secret Cheem P? It's called Elka. It's Elka. like five songs or something. It's like a little EP. It's it sucks, but you know what? I will oh, share it with you. Yes, share it with me. I'm gonna be working on your Wikipedia page this week, so I need to make sure I have all this info. Oh, bet. Uh, but the first album, which was like also pretty early on, so we don't really keep it on streaming or anything, is making a planet. This is pre Sean. This is when our um, pre-Nate, um, we had this drummer, his name was Anai, and he was like a gospel drummer. And it didn't, didn't exactly fit with the music we were trying to make, but that guy kind of changed the the direction Cheem would go in for for it's the whole career of us as a band. Cause we're like, oh, like like these these sort of sections of like dancier, uh, more like gospel like drum grooves in like a heavy pop or punk song. It like in theory it, like shouldn't work, but uh, it it kind of like made us be like, you know what? Like, why don't we like challenge ourselves? Like, why why can't it work? Why can't these uh these various genres mixed with with like a very um I don't know? I feel like emo and like pop punk and like a lot of rock music, especially in like the mid two thousand tens, were weren't welcoming to various genres into the music. So we're like, well, fuck, fuck that. Why don't we just try to blend whatever we are into into one like insane masterpiece, which is what I would say Downhill, which is our 2017 record is, I would say is our, our real debut as a band because it's actually like kind of very true to our vision or at least the first release that we have that's true to our vision of welcoming different sounds. Sorry, my cat's being weird. <laughs> Okay, no, he's good. He's good. But uh, yeah, various genres to a, a genre that's not welcoming to that that scene. And uh, after that album was when Sky made the decision to start rapping because he's like, well, fuck what anyone else has to say in punk music. I'm going to start rapping and doing my thing. And that's that's where uh, we even get even more experimental with our, our sounds. And that's how Team TV formed. And now Guilty Pleasure. We so this is an inter- interesting thought. What year did you guys start using rap in in the songs? 2018. 2018. We kind of take it for granted now that that's something you can do. But in 2018, I can't think of any band in like DIY or indie that had a rapper. Cold at the mold, I suppose I can knock down by the wind you taking in and then expel it from your mouth. Expect me wrecking the predilections you came with. Not hard to do because I come with the same shit if you're individual. While you moving the mind, but shit down on the sounds like it's your motherfucking job. You clinging to a stylus. No, and people fucking hated us for it. <laughs> yeah, people did not know what to make of it at first, I will admit. I, I, I would imagine even still there's some skepticism. That's fine. I think at this point we're so confident with how we approach it that you just can't like you can't admit that it's good. <laughs> Can you just give us a little idea, though, of what kind of animosity or resistance you actually met with when you started adding rap sections to the songs? Like, did anyone just say to you, like, this isn't going to work? Yeah, even like close friends at first. You ever heard of Pitchfork? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, they. 
Are you talking about the Pitchfork article? They No, they, I'm not. I was not. No, I was talking was, about. He was not. But no, please. Out. I don't know. Please, please. Oh, okay, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Please go on. I, I know um, Submit Hub was pretty brutal to us. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that, that, shit, that shit is silly. Submit Hub. It's like this website that you can submit your music to for like uh, writers to or any like cur- music curators or playlisters. Or, oh, I've used yeah. this. I've used this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's a scam, honestly. It's a total scam. But I I genuinely can't think of any band that was integrating rapping in 2018. So yeah. way ahead of the curve on that one. But now I think it's like, it's something that you can put yourself forward as having is like, oh yeah, we, we rap in this and people aren't going to immediately write that off. It's taken some time. I think um the, the progress that we've wanted as a band could have been a little slower at points because we did integrate these sections that, Especially, like I mentioned, I feel like in the mid 2010s, like no one was really looking for genre blending. It was it was very barbaric at the at the moment. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm very happy with how Guilty Pleasure is going, and I'm feeling like people are starting to get with the team team. I, I will say that in the beginning, like when Sky first started rapping, at some shows there would be moments where, like first time where he starts rapping at a set you would see people's reactions like written on their face. Yeah. They, just, they just did not fucking expect it at all. Like some people would just go wide-eyed, like, wait, this is happening right now. And you know, you know, people like got used to it and really fucked with it. Cause I will say Sky's charisma, like has definitely gone through the roof since, uh, since team TV. Since he started getting his dirt bikes. Since he started getting his dirt bikes. So with guilty pleasure though, it, this is really kind of putting it all together. Would you say? It's definitely the first one where we're like, this is it. It's what it's meant to be. It's what it's meant to be. Yeah. Was it, a, was it a positive reaction pretty much right away? I think so. Yeah. Uh, think we, so. we did a lot of like, like leaking of guilty pleasure over the years. Like more or less the record has been like done in some form since late 2019 or so. Uh, not really. Not, 20, more like late 2020. <laughs> late 2020 or so. But like people have been hearing tracks from it since around 2019, and we like we did a literal focus group for this that week too. Yeah, to determine what, what songs to release as singles. Because we we believed in all the songs, and we like we genuinely as a band could not decide which songs we wanted to do as singles. So I will take credit for this one. I think it was my idea to do a focus group. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm still I'm still I'm still voting for I'm still voting for emerge. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's the sleeper. I'm telling that, you, that's a green flag. Yeah, but yeah, we fucking ran our own focus groups. Like we're we're doing the whole corporate thing ourselves. <laughs> yeah, the team entity is expanding. So I can tell you, I can tell you when I heard about Sheem. I'm looking at it right here. It was August first, two thousand and twenty-two, at five thirty-five p.m. when Sam DM'd me this glowing endorsement okay he really watch watch how hard sam tried to cover all his bases hey <laughs> wait wait what? hey oh no my my banshee mixes okay now <laughs> he started out with the easy one right mixes new metal with pop pop punk rap rock emo question mark <laughs> check us out prayer <laughs> dude that worked so well <laughs> 
<laughs> and I, it's it, it, it did work really well. It was actually one of the I've told people before, it was one of the most uh, thrilling experiences you can have as a music fan, because I remember getting the link and being like, oh, OK, you know, <laughs> I, I, I would like, you know, for the listener, I just want to say I was a bit of a big shot. By that <laughs> so I was like, so I was like, ah, here comes another artist with their album. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a spin, kid. I'll give it a spin. And I got like six tracks in and I was like, this is really fucking good. And I actually had to stop. I actually had to stop what I was doing and post about it and then finish the album. I was actually somewhat enraged because I was like, I was like, fucking fuck. This is really good. <laughs> this is really good. Thanks, uh, thank you. Thanks. Thank so you. I, I appreciate the hedging of the bets, though, with that initial message. But it yeah. is it it is going to make the pop punk allegations harder for you guys to fight, just knowing that's out there. But you know, people change. Yeah. You've apologized. Okay. We're like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Gabe, don't talk. Drive. Who wants to chime in here? Gabe. Oh, can I talk? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said we're emo passing, we're, but we're not emo. You know. Oh uh, yeah. But we, yeah. we can slip into little uh, niches where they're where we need to be. You know. In, emo scenarios but i i do want to ask though so a lot of the lyrics on the album are actually quite acerbic and bitter like it's almost a concept record about how tired you guys are of having to explain yourselves and the music that you make but it works because you set it to music that's so bright and optimistic that you can't help but join along anyway yeah from the a little bit i heard from that interview that you did with the indie heads, I, I, I heard that you mentioned that and it's actually very well said because just to give you like a quick idea of how we were all feeling when we were writing it, it was after Team TV. Admittedly, we weren't really proud of how well, uh, how it was doing. Um, we didn't think people were really getting it. We weren't, we uh, had a lot of, I wouldn't want to say falling outs with people in the music scene, but like, it just didn't seem like people were really giving us a chance and we felt like this wasn't, this wasn't working, but I, I couldn't we couldn't stop the band because we want to stay true with who we are as people and, and musicians. So a lot the whole the whole album is pretty jaded to say the very least because we're trying to do what we want to do. And at first we were we were very self conscious about it, but now we don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> you win. Because you've you've won. You've won. You've you've aligned yourself with the winning team, New Metal, and we're winning. Can you speak a little more, though, to the Team TV saga? Do you, when you reflect on that, is it an album or a mixtape? Um, it's a mixtape. A mixtape. Yeah. When you, when you reflect on that, do you feel like it holds up? Do you feel like it was given short shrift? I wish there was a little bit more cohesiveness to it, but it was just like a collection of ideas that we had after a founding member of the band. We, we, had the, we, kicked, we parted ways with this founding member, and we were trying to just test the waters with stuff that we finally were felt like we were able to include in our music, which is like a lot of R&B and a lot of um, a lot of heavier sections. Like for a while, we felt like we weren't able to do that. And like our first new metal song was on Team, Team TV. And that was this track Backhand. called Backhand. Yeah. And when I heard it, I was like, holy shit, we are going for it. As a big metal fan myself, that made me super excited. I was completely on board and I fucking gave it my all. You know what, Nate, since I actually didn't get to talk to you actually about 
your influences the last time I, I spoke with the band. What are some of your key influences as a bassist? So I guess the first thing that comes to mind is Les Claypool from Primus. Big on slapping, big on the chords on the bass. I guess another huge influence is Joe Dart from Wolfpack. Super funky, you know, just overall great bass player. And then those two mixed with Victor Wooten, I would say is probably my most accurate inspiration. Who was the last one? Probably pull from those from those wires the most in my vocabulary. Who was the last one there that you said? Uh, Victor Wooten. Of? Well, of Victor. Of Victor Wooten fame. <laughs> okay, my bad, my bad. My he's bad. Like, yeah, he's like a huge, huge guy. Um, yeah I, i'm sure he's played in like a lot of bands but a lot of the music i've listened to of his is just under his name so uh gabe how about you what, what are some of your influences not just as a musician but as a driver uh, great talking to you gabe all right <laughs> so <laughs> we love gabe man rest in peace gabe uh so <laughs> What are you guys? Uh, what are you guys seeing on the horizon, though? What's coming up next? I mean, I'm hearing rumors of an LA show. Oh. Wait, he's oh. coming back. He's oh. coming back. Uh, I, I think of myself. As... Damn it! He thinks of himself. You know? <laughs> Sky has no excuse for missing this. Gabe is Gabe is literally getting pancaked right now at a at a four way intersection, and he's still making the interview happen. Where's Sky? Nobody knows. He's talking. He's talking. Ain't no sound coming through, but he's talking. He just looks at the camera. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, Gabe. Hi, I'm not talking right now. Okay. okay. Gabe, we can hear you, though. Do you want to regale us with a few of your influences as a musician and as a driver? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm a jazz R&B fan, mostly on keyboard, but I try to bring that over to guitar as best as I can to, you know, fit it with the vibe of the team, but when it comes to guitar, I'm very into, you know, pop punk and metal kind of stuff like that. So the result ends up being, you know, a, uh, a hodgepodge of those two things. But, uh, yeah, I think I caught like four or five of those words. We can clean that up in post. Oh, he's still going. Thank you, Gabe. Uh, <laughs> We'll just assume some of your influences as a driver, though. Dale Earnhardt, Travis Pastrana. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Ten, in, ten and two, man. Ten and two. Oh, I was going to say, uh, just to speak for Gabe, because he's kind of having some issues. Um, definitely jazz. Definitely R&B. Like, we love listening to, like, Sade. Like, a big, big Sade fan. Erica and Badu. Erica Badu. He's a big ba- Badu, big Badu guy. Uh, felt really good to say that. Big bottle bumper. <laughs> Big bottle bumper. <laughs> That's so bad. And then also like he he him and Sky showed me a lot of like J Rock. Like back in like 2013 was when I got introduced to like Asian Kung Fu Generation. And that band just like changed my life. Gabe is also really into like Motion City soundtrack on like the, the punk punk side specifically. Like anything that has like a very pop eccentricities to it. Yeah, and I think that like all memes aside, for as much shit as we've given it, there is a very strong pop punk and emo influence in the music. You know, there is. And it's executed really well. 
they're about to hang up on me now, actually. They're like, like, what are you doing? But I, I think that what you just said actually makes a lot of sense where if there's if it's hell, if it's holding pop music as, at its core, you know, that's what you guys connect with is the pop part. Exactly. Why is that? Why is that? Because it's catchy. I think that that, yeah, I think that resonates too, especially as you guys follow along like the the impulses that you have to add like rapping or to add drop tuning and such as a symptom of make wanting to make music that people like rather than wanting to make music that fits in with your scene. And I think that that's kind of the refreshing old school charm that Cheem and Guilty Pleasure bring to music now is you guys are ambitious, right? Like that's the goal. Yeah. You guys don't want to be the biggest name in the DIY scene. You guys want to like top charts and tour internationally you do that's what the music sounds like that's what it sounds like one of my uh, my bucket list is to tour in japan my weeb ass would be so hyped to do that and then obviously uh tour europe um we we seem to do really well in like the uk and just like europe in general so i have a feeling that the first tour that we do overseas will do pretty damn well i'm thinking so too yeah Uh, speaking of music though what tunings do you guys play in um Yeah. Oof. Oof. Dad gad. Ah. Was that wait, drop D or standard? Both. Standard, dad gad, drop D. What is that second thing you're saying? You're saying it like it's just something you say. Dad gad? D A D G A D. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is that? You've never heard of dad gad? Oh, now who show is it? Okay. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> please. What is dad gab? <laughs> <laughs> he had to grab the phone for this one. Listen, I couldn't fucking. It's for dads. It's yeah. for dads. No, come on, one of you, one of you, moonroof uh, joiners, give, give me, give me this dad gab thing. It's it's drop D, but it sounds even nicer with open chords. Yeah. Here's a little uh, cheem secret. Most of our songs are in G. I shouldn't have done this. I don't know anything about music theory. Typically, if it's like, if it's like, oh, what chord is it? I want to hear a one, two, three, four, five. That's what I want to hear. I want it to be drop tuning and I want it to be on the five. I'll let you guys keep this one. Keep your secrets. But um, we got a video coming on the horizon, right? Yes. It's for this track called Pay to Play, which will be potentially featured on Crazy Ass Moments in New Metal History. Yeah, we should do it. I mean, straight to the page. Yeah. And we should do like a Twitch stream, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And we can DJ in all of the, the Cheem stuff up until now, including the debut of the Lost EP. Oh, no. Including the debut of the Lost EP, which I hear is called Dad Gab. Dad Gab. Yeah, that's it. Dad, Dad Gab. Gab. Dad Gab is the name of the the Lost Cheem EP. It's called Dad Gabe. Dad Gabe. And that's going straight to the uh Cheem fan club, which is Team Cheem Cheem. Sorry. Trying to come up with things that rhyme with Cheem just shut my brain down real quick. Power cycle that or the Cheem Underground. We don't know yet. Um Beam. Thank you. Beam. You're welcome. Uh what's the date on that? Do do we have a, a prospective date on the music video yet? Yeah, next Wednesday. Okay. Holy shit. That is close. Okay, great. Keep my calendar empty. Cool. We can chat further about that. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining. I think that this has been very enlightening for everybody. Um, does anybody want to talk shit about Sky before we're done here? Uh, yeah. Fuck all your dirt bikes. Fuck your girlfriend, Halsey. Um, we could be the biggest band on the planet, but you're so distracted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about Sky, too. I'm glad you grabbed the phone for that to yawn into it as loud as you could, though. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, Sky, wherever you are, you know, our hearts go out to you. Prayers up. Hope you're having fun, man. And uh, 
yeah gabe drive safe i will end this recording now but thank you guys so much for joining us this has been the new metal agenda with myself holiday kirk wolf thanks holiday kirk thanks wolf thanks holiday Change the pressure here You struggle to notice that we